the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Outrage over possible Russian war crimes mount. Apparent that atrocities occurred. It's very important that we document those atrocities. Democrats hope to get a midterm bump from Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson's possible confirmation. Democrats are hoping that Judge Jackson's historic nomination may be the thing that turns it around. Call for a special counsel into the ever-widening Hunter Biden laptop scandal. We'll probably be making some more revelations uh, yet this week. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Tuesday, April 5th. I'm Mike Scott. Outrage is mounting over evidence of possible executions and other atrocities by Russian forces in Ukraine. Germany's defense minister reacted to the new evidence by saying Europe must consider stepping up penalties for Moscow by boycotting its gas exports, an economically painful step European leaders previously avoided. Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida condemned the attacks on civilians after bodies were found with signs of torture in areas abandoned by Russian forces. British security analyst Michael Clark says the Russian army appears to have poor command and control structures, and soldiers may be simply ignoring military codes of conduct. Part of this looks like a classic case of Russian soldiers out of control, working just in their own little friendship groups, who probably got angry and uh, very vengeful uh, because the people opposed them and people, as it were, came out to, uh, to, to uh, indicate uh, that they were going to go about their normal lives. Clark says there is simply no strategic explanation for tying the hands of civilians behind their backs and shooting them. Deliberate targeting of civilians is a war crime in and of itself every day of the week. So um, unless somebody can provide a military logic why civilians are targeted, then that is a straight war crime. And civilians who appear to have had their hands tied behind their back and were shot um, is th- there's no other there's no strategic rationale for that whatsoever. Clark goes on to say a top Russian unit may be the one responsible for some of the alleged war crimes against civilians. What it reflects is the probably the activities of the Rosvadia, who are the uh, the the internal police of like the Gestapo, who moved in with the Russian troops and were rounding people up according to lists. So some of these killings might have been. Uh, as it were, as examples to the villages or revenge. But a lot of it, one suspects, is troops uh, out of control. On Capitol Hill, White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says the U.S. knew from the beginning that Russia would kill Ukrainian dissidents and other civilians. That is what we are seeing play out. So, no, we do not believe that this is just a random accident 
or the rogue act of a particular individual. We believe that this was part of the plan. Sullivan says the U.S. is not declaring Russian actions in Ukraine to be genocide. We have seen atrocities. We have seen war crimes. We have not yet seen a level of systematic uh, deprivation of life uh, of the Ukrainian people to rise to the level of genocide. Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas joined the Salem Radio Network to discuss the Russian Army's alleged war crimes. Senator Cotton says that more evidence must be gathered to establish that war crimes have been committed. I've been able to see the horrific videos and photos that have emerged from Bucha over the weekend and in some other communities across Ukraine as well. It's apparent that atrocities occurred. and It's very important that we document those atrocities so we can hold uh, persons accountable. Cotton goes on to say that NATO allies should concentrate on ending the war in Ukraine before countries can focus on war crimes. And they only happen because we won the war and we are able to hold German war criminals accountable. So for the time being, while it's critical that we document these crimes, we still have to keep the main effort at winning the war. Cotton also says that NATO allies need to help Ukraine win the war with Russia, then prosecute. Otherwise, those who've perpetrated them will get away scot-free in addition to uh, seizing Ukraine and setting back America's national security interests. Um, That's why it's so important that the Biden administration stop pussyfooting around, start providing more weapons immediately to the Ukrainians. Republican Senators Lisa Murkowski and Mitt Romney say they will vote to confirm Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson's nomination to the U.S. Supreme Court. The senators from Alaska and Utah announced their decisions Monday ahead of a procedural Senate vote to advance the nomination. They joined Senator Susan Collins of Maine as Republicans who say they will back Jackson. However, some Democratic political strategists are hoping that the nomination of the Supreme Court's first black woman will give Democrats a boost in the coming midterms. The Hill's Joe Khalil says that Democrats hope Brown-Jackson's nomination will energize their base in the fall. This year, especially in light of the polling numbers and the struggles that Democrats have had both in Congress and at the White House that you referenced, specifically among black voters who've really soured over the past couple of months on President Biden, Democrats are hoping that Judge Jackson's historic nomination may be the thing that turns it around. Khalil explains how support for Democrats among black adults has dropped by double digits. According to a recent Marquette University Law School poll, President Biden's support among black adults has dropped 32 points since July, now down to 56 percent. Some Democrats believe it's possible Judge Jackson's confirmation to the high court might re-energize those voters. Khalil says the main vote to confirm Judge Brown Jackson won't come until later this week. The big vote later on this week that will ultimately send Judge Jackson to the Supreme Court. Jackson, a federal appellate court judge, was nominated by President Joe Biden to replace retiring Justice Stephen Breyer. The investigation into Hunter Biden is heating up. The FBI has been looking into a variety of different actions of Hunter Biden, and witnesses have been brought before a grand jury regarding his foreign entanglements. White House Communications Director Kate Bedingfield claims that Joe Biden is standing by his prior statement 
that his son had done nothing that was unethical and hasn't made money regarding China. However, George Washington University law professor Jonathan Turley believes a special counsel should be appointed. Writing in an op-ed, he said, quote, Garland pledged to protect the Justice Department from such conflicts and to avoid even the appearance of political influence. He went on to write, if Merrick Garland declines to appoint a special counsel, he will absolutely fail on his pledge, end quote. Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa joined Fox News to discuss Turley's call for a special counsel. If there's going to be a special counsel, I'm going to leave that up to the attorney general. What I and Senator Johnson have done at this point is bring out the facts and the bank records that prove that there was a close relationship between Hunter Biden, maybe James Biden, and uh, business people in uh, China that have uh, uh, close contacts with uh, the Communist Party and with the military there. Grassley says it is his worry that the Chinese government may try to blackmail the Biden administration. What's concerning to us is, uh, is there any sort of uh, uh, blackmail opportunity uh, for China against uh, the United States because of those close working relationships? Grassley goes on to explain the connection between Hunter Biden and the CCP. When you have people high up in the Chinese uh, government and business community and you know what they want to do is they want ins in the United States uh, for their own political benefit, uh, then that's concerning. But we, we can only expose the records that show that $5 million went from people in China uh, to the Biden's Hunter Biden. And Grassley is promising bigger revelations from the Hunter Biden laptop story to come later on this week. We just follow the money and the facts where they lead us, and we aren't done with this yet. We'll probably be making some more revelations uh, yet this week uh, in the Senate speeches. The Iowa senator says that the media has also dropped the ball on the Hunter Biden story and should do a better job holding elected officials accountable. It's good that the press is willing to admit that they were wrong over the last several years on this issue. But I expect journalists, you folks are journalists, I expect journalists to be the policemen for a political system, to not only rely upon Chuck Grassley and Johnson to get these facts out, the media should have been working on these over a long period of time. In fact, they were in cahoots with Democratic senators that were trying to say Johnson and I were just disseminating Russian dis information when we can trace it right back to the Russians. They were the ones that were spreading Russian disinformation. Senate bargainers reached agreement Monday on a slimmed down $10 billion package for countering COVID-19 with treatments, vaccines, and other steps. The top Democratic and Republican negotiators agree to a handshake deal and end up dropping all funding to help nations abroad combat the pandemic. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki contends 
Fresh funding for countering COVID-19 needs to get into the pipeline quickly. This is clearly a huge uh, focus for the president um, because of the dire need we have at this moment to get this funding through and the fact that we are um, already at a point where we have had to um, halt, delay a range of programs and purchases that uh, we feel are imperative. Saki says it is a setback that the new COVID-19 package doesn't have funding to help nations overseas. We already need to uh, stop plans to expand the global vaccination initiative to more countries. We'll also have to immediately scale back our global efforts to provide uh, life-saving tools. Russia's devastating war on Ukraine is bringing a whole new set of problems to the global auto industry, just as it was starting to recover from the pandemic and computer chip shortages. In the short term, the invasion has choked off the supply of electrical wiring made in Ukraine, forcing German automakers to temporarily close factories while they wait for the critical parts. Long term, Russian supplies of precious metals, a primary ingredient in steel, could be cut off either by Moscow or sanctions from other countries. Auto analyst Mark Wakefield with Alex Partners says any reduction in automaking supplies because of embargoes against Russia and closed factories in Ukraine will further set back the auto industry. We're very sensitive because we have no inventory anywhere in the chain because of the, the comeback from COVID and everything being so tight, that any bump in the road becomes a real disruption of production, um, either a disruption of production or a vastly <laughs> uh, um, unplanned for cost increase. Wakefield goes on to say that supply disruptions could further slow the production of cars and trucks already backed up because of the pandemic. If Russia starts curtailing shipments of raw materials out of Russia, or if it's sanctioned to the degree that they can't supply them, that's another level of the crisis. Mark Fulthorpe, a production analyst for S&P Global Mobility, says economists had hoped that auto production would be further ahead in recovering from pandemic slowdowns. Most people thought we'd, uh, you know, we'd have a little bit of a, a recovery bounce in place by now. Obviously, you know, completely derailed due to the semiconductor supply chain issues. Um, and, uh, and really compounding that, of course, has been the, the crisis which has broken out in the Ukraine. A shortage of computer chips forces one automaker in this country to take a timeout. Daybreak Insider's Ron DeRoxtra has that story. GM says it's hitting the pause button on its assembly line at its Fort Wayne, Indiana truck factory beginning today and running through the 17th. The plant builds Chevy Silverado and GMC Sierra light-duty pickup trucks and employs some 4,000 workers. For more than a year, the auto industry has had to make adjustments because of global chip shortages and supply chain issues. A 350-year-old ring belonging to the Sheriff of Nottingham is set to fetch thousands at an auction after being unearthed by a metal detectorist. Graham Harrison found the ring with his dog, Morgan, described that moment. Everybody else is finding coins apart from me. And I'm getting a little bit miffed, so I was 
Detective Wombat and I said to the dog, if we don't find anything here, we're going back for lunch. And I got this scratchy signal. I thought, shall I dig it? All right, I'll dig it. And Morgan was in trying to dig it out with me. <laughs> Get out of the way. And in the last piece of the clod, as I broke it open, I just saw this gold band, and I knew exactly what I knew it was a gold ring. And I just went into full-on gold dance. I think I'm going to have sworn a bit as well. <laughs> the treasure once belonged to Sir Matthew Jennison, who served as High Sheriff of Nottingham between 1683 and 1684 and looked after trees in Sherwood Forest. Once it was verified as authentic, it was sent back to Harrison, who was now set to make a good chunk from his incredible discovery. The historic ring is expected to fetch between $7,800 and $10,500 when it goes under the hammer at Hanson's Auctioneers. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.